0: Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner. who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, You too go into my vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. And he went out again around noon, and around three o'clock, and did likewise. Going out about five o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You too go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, Summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about five o'clock came, Each received the usual daily wage. So in the first game, they thought that they would receive more. But each of them also got the usual wage. On receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you may have made them equal to us, who bore the day's burden in the heat. He said to one of them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give to the last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord is to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Bernard of Clairvaux said that God's greatest attribute, his greatest trait, is his freedom. Now, obviously, God being all-loving and all-powerful is way up there. But the reason why he says that God's freedom is his most important trait, his most important attribute, is because it is from his freedom that he is able to love. God is not some sort of automatic generated machine that just has to love us because that's what he does. He isn't simply obligated to care for us, to forgive us of our sins. He actively chooses to do so each time. He actively chooses to love us at each moment. It's not just simply that something that he does just because, but because he chooses it. God's freedom means that he chooses you, chooses me, chooses each and every one of us, that each of us were created out of a choice of God. Each of us were ultimately made in his image, something that he freely chose to do for each and every one of us. When we say that God loves everyone, we're not simply saying that that's just what he does. He chooses to do it for each and every one of us individually. In today's gospel, we hear about this landowner who goes and sells, or goes and hires various laborers throughout the day. Starting at dawn, you know, the early bird gets the worm. The first one's out there. He goes and hires and sends them to the vineyard after agreeing with them for the usual daily wage. It's interesting, it makes it very clear at the beginning that he agreed with them for the usual daily wage. He told them what he was going to pay them. And as the day goes down at three hour increments, this landowner goes out again and again to hire labors. We can ask ourselves, like, where the heck are these people showing up from? Is the landowner going somewhere different each time he does this? Or are these labors that come out at later points in the day, did they sleep in that day, that decided they wanted to sleep in? Had they been perhaps partying the night before and couldn't get themselves to the bed until that moment? Had they perhaps decided that they didn't want to work for the landowner initially and thought they would wait it out to see if they could find a better deal? Then each time he showed up, they decided, well, might as well give it a shot. We don't know. But what we do know is that the landowner is generous. He seeks them out again and again and again. Obviously an image of our God, our Father who comes to us all at different points in our lives. Obviously, he tries every moment of our lives to bring us to himself, something that St. Augustine noted so well, that even in his life of sin, God was always seeking him out. God was always there, guiding him slowly towards himself. And each of us, in our different ways, can perhaps identify with different labors. Perhaps, for some of you, you were those early birds, From an early point in your life you respond to the Lord's call to his grace of your baptism some of us perhaps at different points later in our life we felt that call after a period of time and perhaps even some of us even later in life but nonetheless again and again Christ God our Father offers the same gift of salvation it's not withheld from anyone no matter how long they try to avoid him, no longer how, long, how hard we try to perhaps escape his call. He seeks out each and every one of us in his love. And so we see here that God is constantly seeking us, that whether we accepted the grace that he has given to us from the cradle or whether it's on our deathbed, nonetheless, God again and again offers us his gift of salvation, his grace, his mercy. And so we see God's generosity on display, the fact that he offers us all the same gift of his Son, who died on the cross and rose from the dead for us. And so we can see God's disposition towards us on display as one of immense generosity. But then as we get into the second part of the gospel, we can then see a kind of shift to perhaps our perspective, how do we respond to that gift of salvation that has been given to us that we receive? We can kind of get what these early laborers are talking about, the ones who started at dawn. Can you imagine working a 12-hour shift and then finding out that somebody who showed up later in the day only worked for 1 hour and they got paid the same as you did? It'd be rather frustrating and upsetting and so we can identify with their grumbling the last ones worked only one hour you have made them equal to us who bore the day's burden and the heat we can identify with this sort of disposition whether it's the gift of salvation or different things in our life we can look at our neighbor and see their bigger house their nicer car better job and we can grumble. They didn't even have to work for that. They just inherited their money from their parents. Well, they have a way easier job than me. Or if I could have done this or that, I would have been rich too. It even happened in the spiritual realm. Why the heck did that person come to the faith later in life and they seem to be so much more on fire? Why does God seem to treat my brother or my sister better than he treats me? Why did that person get promoted and I didn't? There are so many little moments like this in our life in which we can grumble against the Lord's providence. And I'll never forget, and I've mentioned this, as I've mentioned this a couple of times in my homilies this weekend, I still for the life of me cannot remember what I was upset about what I was um, jealous of some of my brother seminarians about. But I can remember in seminary bringing to my spiritual director that I was upset because I think it was I think it was a group of seminarians, maybe it was just one seminarian, but I think they were getting some sort of benefit or they were getting treated differently than I was, and I was kind of upset about it. And I was letting my spiritual director know this that I thought it was unfair, that I didn't think it was ultimately. Something that uh, was well fair, basically, obviously. But then he kind of changed my perspective on it. He said, "Well, maybe the Lord knows you couldn't handle that. Maybe your pride would balloon. Perhaps He knows and has something better in store for you." He's like, "Leave that up to Him. You can't know." And it was such an important lesson for me to learn that perhaps for these same labors too, perhaps the landowner knew what some of them would have done. Perhaps they wouldn't have shown up the next day. Perhaps they would have gone out and squandered it on partying. Perhaps they would have gone and bought something that they should have. They would have swelled them, swollen themselves with pride or arrogance or vanity, whatever it may be. I think an important aspect of this gospel for us to reflect on and to take into ourselves is about do we receive everything as a pure gift? Do we receive what we have from the Lord as something that our loving Father in His providence has allowed to happen to us for our good? In His way, He can work, ultimately the salvation of souls, ours included, whatever it may be. But gratitude for His generosity even if we think his generosity should be greater towards us. But that he's being as generous as he he needs to be, as he should be, in order to help us along our way of salvation. And on this weekend, too, in your bulletins, you will find inserted the year-end financials. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your generosity to your parish. Thank you for your generosity to the Lord. Thank you for the sacrifice that you make. With the economy, with inflation, I know it's not easy, but the Lord is grateful. I'm grateful. Our children at CCD, our employees are grateful. And so I wanna say thank you for that gift of your generosity for what you bestow upon the Lord and his church. And I want to encourage you to continue to discern that. Of how is the Lord asking and inviting me to respond to the gifts that he has given me in my time, my talent, and my treasure? To continue to reflect upon that as well. Because the Lord ultimately in the first place is so good to us. God has first loved us. He has first cared for each of us. He has first been generous to each and every person. And so in our lives, we ask that the Lord might help to show us more and more how He's being generous to us, how He's being merciful to us, how ultimately He's caring for us, to not grumble against His providence or His care, but to instead to accept all as a loving gift from our loving Father, especially the salvation that we have been given in Jesus Christ, his Son.